Hello and welcome to another episode of Starside Chat. I am one of your hosts, Aaron, and with me as always is Zach. How's it going, Zach? Good. Have you picked anything up on the Steam sale that's happening? You know, I did get something, but I have not played it yet. I So I have been back and forth on getting Game Pass for a while, uh, and I haven't done it yet, but... I think I will inevitably do it at some point. But one of the things on uh, Game Pass that has really been tempting me went on Steam sale today. So I was like, whatever, I'll just buy it. And that is Dishonored 2. Ooh, yeah. You played the first one, right? I played and loved the first one. I love that type of game. And I was like, you know what? I'll pick this up and uh, maybe I'll play it. But I haven't played it yet. Uh, but I do own it now. So I have the ability to start it. Um. But yeah, as as a Game Pass subscriber, that those games are definitely some that I've had my eye on as something that I should dive into at some point. But now, what about uh, before we started recording? You said you grabbed a couple things. Yeah, so I, we talked about PopCap games at one point. I feel like maybe even on the show a couple weeks ago, and they had Peggle for like ninety nine cents. So I was like, I might as well just add this to my library. That's a good buy. Yeah, it's just like a fun game to jump into every now and then and do a level or two. And it's like a classic one. And for 99 cents, you can't go wrong. The other one I picked up was the original Psychonauts, which Ooh. I have never played. It was like two ninety nine, So I was like, I might as well also add that to my library because I played and loved Psychonauts 2. And then I watched that very long documentary that uh, Double Fine had on their YouTube channel, which was great, by the way. And I think there's a documentary about the first one and maybe even also Broken Age, neither of which I've played and and I haven't watched those documentaries either, but I'm very interested to now. So I remember always being interested in Broken Age because doesn't it have like very high profile voice actors? I think so. They usually do. I feel like, I mean, maybe it's just because um, what's his name was in uh, Brutal Legend. Oh, Jack Black. Jack Black, and he was in Psychonauts 2 as well, but, like, I, I don't know. I feel like they always have. And also, what, what's the guy's name that played Frodo? Uh, Elijah, Wood. Elijah Wood. Yes, he was also in Psychonauts 2. I don't know if he was in Psychonauts 1. He was in Broken like, Age. He was, like, one was of the main he? guys okay. in Broken Age, yeah. So, yeah, they they do get, like, big-name voice talent for these games. So, yeah, I don't know. I... I after watching that documentary, I was like, I need to check out more of their games. Like, cause I've only ever played Psychonauts two, which just came out within the last couple of years. So there's a lot I've sort of missed out on, but well, I love not, an independent studio. So, uh, it's something that is on my list. I, 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 for a while have been like, I should really, cause I watched, I think a part of a playthrough of broken age. And I was like, I'm mm-hmm. really charmed by this. Just like the animation. It is kind of just like a point and click adventure, which I haven't played one of those in a while, but it's interesting to me. Yeah, I haven't played very many of those, but that's like what Tim Schafer is sort of known for, like back in the days when he was with like LucasArts and yeah. like his early uh, uh, Double Fine days. But yeah. I don't know. I will probably eventually check that one out. I feel like a lot of them are on Game Pass too. I think that's true. So I maybe didn't need to buy it actually, but <laughs> I, it was only two ninety nine, and I was like, I could probably play this on Steam Deck, which seems like a good time. So, oh yeah, you got that Steam Deck, which is on sale right now for the first time because of is the it? Steam sale. I think you can get ten ah. percent off of a a Steam. Not to skip ahead, so there's a little bit of news today, uh, but since there's not a lot, we're also going to be doing a feature. But just to dip into the news, uh, Steam has, or I guess Valve has announced the dates for all of the remaining Steam sales are going to be happening this year. So, Oh, really? If you're interested, if you're thinking about buying an, a classic game, maybe Google uh, like Valve Steam sale announcements because uh, you might want to ma- wait for one of these times because it'll be super, super cheap. Yeah, um, add stuff to your wish list and yeah. then like mark on your calendar when these Steam sales are happening. <laughs> Also, so I guess the the biggest news of this week is R.I.P. to Lance Reddick, who is, of course, Zavala from uh, Destiny and a bunch of other things as well. He's in um, John Wick. He's in John Wick, but he's also in um, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He he plays uh, Silence in the Horizon games. 
he seems like a cool guy. He was on uh, that comedy Bang Bang TV show, and he did like a very funny bit. He's also been on the Eric Andre show and did a very funny bit. He just seems like a really chill, cool guy. So R.I.P. to yeah. uh, a guy with a great voice, a great voice actor. Yeah, gone way too soon. He didn't. He's not that old, so it's yeah. a real surprise that that happened. Yeah, I woke up from a nap and saw that on my phone. I was like, "What? This is crazy." Also, I get another video game connection. He was in that recent uh, Resident Evil Netflix show, which people did not like, but I saw oh, a very yeah. funny clip of him in that. I think he just liked to do funny, interesting things, so that's like why he joined in. Yeah, I feel like he's like one of those cool guys that kind of gets it where he's yeah. like video games are like really cool. So like being able to be in them and like, you know, have that sort of fan support for like a project like that is really cool to be involved in. And because uh, he I mean, obviously, that's based the Netflix show he did was not good, but it was like based <laughs> on a video game property. So he was like. This seems like an interesting thing. To do I have never time. watched uh, The Wire, but I've heard it's very good, and he's from that. But I knew him from uh, Fringe, which is a, a great show that I used to watch. He was. Uh, I didn't know he was in Fringe. Oh yeah, he was like their main commanding officer guy, and I, I was that like, show, but I liked that show a lot. It's it's very good. It's on HBO Max uh, right now. Mm. I actually a couple weeks ago, I was like, man, I remember there were like a lot of great scenes from Fringe, and so I just like scrubbed through a bunch of episodes and watched those scenes and really enjoyed them. But he's a cool guy. R.I.P. to Lance Reddick. Yeah. I'm not sure what they're going to do as far as Destiny goes. Because he, Zavala is like one of the main characters. So I saw that uh, like there's been some community events like just because it just happened. So uh, players have been like congregating around Zavala and stuff and commemorating things. But. I assume there's going to be some sort of in-game event where something happens. I don't think they'll change the voice actor, but I guess I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's hard to say. They're so I, close I mean, to the end of their story, supposedly. So it's possible that all of his voice lines are already recorded. Yeah, it's true. They And between like that and like probably unused recorded lines, they might be able to piece something together to like sort of give him a send-off of some sort. But yeah, sad news. Let's talk about some not sad news. Yes, let's do um, it. <laughs> you and I are both sort of looking forward to this Hyperlight Breakers game, which is a sort of follow-up to Hyperlight yeah. Drifter from uh, Heart Machine Games. Mm-hmm. And there was like a little documentary that I sent you somewhat yes. recently from Noclip on there was YouTube. Some, there was a little bit of gameplay in the background of that. Yeah, uh, but they have recently... Uh, released an official gameplay trailer and it's uh, announced that the game is actually coming to Steam and early access this fall. Uh, what did you think of this? I'm into it. It does seem a little bit like uh, they've definitely take, definitely taken inspiration from something like Breath of the Wild, wherein you can climb and it seems like you've got um, not only a paraglider, but also a hoverboard, which is very cool. Traversal, I think, looks really cool. It's very, very stylish. I really, really like the combat. I still am not sold on it being infinitely generated. I don't know how that's going to be, but I think when we were texting about it, I was like, oh, this is giving me like uh, Risk of Rain 2 vibes, which Risk of Rain 2 is a very fun game that I have dumped a lot of hours in, and it is also somewhat procedurally generated. Um, So, I mean, if it can pull off something like a Risk of Rain 2, but look like this and uh have like maybe a cool background story i'm all about it and i think it's possible it seems like there's different characters it doesn't seem like you get to customize your character but you get to play as different ones it's possible you can unlock the original drifter which would be very very cool to me uh what did you think about this trailer uh just from re-watching this uh gameplay trailer it's unclear to me if you're playing uh the same character every run but you get like different weapons and different outfits maybe like different armor but yeah i think the idea of an open world roguelike is very interesting to me for some reason like i'm not a huge roguelike person but like something about having it be an open world that you can explore and have it be slightly different every time you do uh, is a little bit interesting. Oh, I just saw there was a, um, as I'm rewatching this, there <laughs> was a little part in the trailer where you see them sort of riding on their surfboard type things, and there are three different characters. 
So that's, I guess, a confirmation that it's not just different outfits and weapons that you can pick up. It is three different people. So I wonder if maybe you get to pick which one you want to go in. I think so. Probably they all have different. I mean, if it's like Risk of Rain 2, each character plays a little differently. Like maybe one is more gun focused and one is uh, like one of them. There's one shot where it seems like uh, a character is walking into the foreground and it has like Wolverine claws almost, which like is kind of a crazy build. Well, yeah. So like the the main one that I think they've shown previous to this even I thought was going to be like the main character. And you see that character using like a variety of different weapons in this trailer. And that's why I thought maybe it was just like, it depended on maybe some armor you picked up or something like that. But no, it does look like three different characters, but. And the shot at the um, end, uh, after it says like early access fall, it looks like there's at least five characters. One of them okay. is a dragon with a big old sword. <laughs> like uh, from, what is that? Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. You can play like a lizard person. Uh, yeah, the Red Prince. I'm all about yeah. this. I I want to know more, uh, and hopefully we will know more when it releases in the fall. But uh, what's this Ghostwire Tokyo news? Coming to Xbox consoles next month? Added DLC? Yeah, so this was originally a timed exclusive for PlayStation. Uh, I, I guess it did come out on PC. I don't remember if that was a simultaneous launch, but I played it on uh, PS5 uh, and I really liked it, even though I think it is like most people are kind of meh on it or mm. it get, got like, you know, not bad reviews, but like it wasn't like a standout by any means. But uh, I really liked it enough that I put it on my top 10 list last year. And so it is coming to Game Pass, I believe. Am I right about that? Did you I know what else is coming that? to Xbox, speaking of this, is that Sea of Stars just announced it's also coming to Xbox when it launches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did say that they, I think their previous release, The Messenger, did not make it to Xbox. They wanted to, mm-hmm. but they were only able to get it out on the other consoles for some reason. But they were excited to be able to announce that uh, Sea of Stars is also coming to Xbox. Very cool. Um, so, yeah, that's very cool. Um, I The new content... Uh, seems like new enemies um, and maybe some new like side quests and stuff like that. Um, it, it seems like the kind of thing that would be good if you are starting a new playthrough rather than jumping back into an old one, maybe. Mm. But so I don't know if I will play this, but uh, I played in like the original game and the fact <laughs> that it is coming to Xbox and will have additional content. That's, I think, a, a good thing. So. Um, did you by any chance see the preview for this game called Atlas Fallen that I had completely written off based on the trailer that we watched like a year or two ago? Yeah, I forgot about this. I remember like, uh, zooming around in the desert or whatever, but, uh, yeah, I had also well, I written this the, off. I think the trailer we saw was like cinematic and I had no concept of what the game was actually going to be like based on it but um a youtuber i follow called eso who plays a lot of like elder scrolls stuff which is why his name is eso um put out a video i guess he got like early access to like some sort of uh limited amount of content from the game it seemed like he didn't really get to dig into the like the story at all but he maybe got to run around the open world and uh, try out some of the movement mechanics and do some like side quests and some fights against like big enemies. And like, I was surprised to be impressed by what I saw from this. Cause I could see you easily looking at this and go, Oh, this is just like another forspoken game. That's going to be like an open world, fairly forgettable like thing. But the combat in this game actually looks really fun as does like the movement mechanics. Mm. So I don't know. This probably will be another like Ghostwire Tokyo situation where it's like, oh, it's an open world. People like people who like open world games will play this and get something out of it. And people who are like "Uh, open world games are rote will just like write this thing off and Mm. ignore it. But I don't know. I like it just struck me how different I felt about it having watched this preview versus when I saw the initial trailer. So I thought it was worth mentioning. It's Um, interesting. I'm watching the gameplay now and it does look fun. It it looks like a fun open world game with a lot of just emergent systems where you're 
going around an open world and you have somewhat of like physics powers it seems like you can move it seems like you can move platforms almost yeah so yeah it seems like you move platforms around and he gets in a little bit to like the abilities and like armor and crafting and um character builds and things but like uh the i linked the video uh in our show notes and you can click on it and i think partway through there's like a combat gameplay uh overview and that was the stuff that really kind of uh got my attention and he did say there's also like a parry mechanic that is like very forgiving unlike stuff like uh like a soulsborne style game Mm. where it's very like you have to nail it on the exact right frame this is like way more forgiving than that supposedly Mm -hmm. yeah it i don't know i came away from watching this video a lot more impressed by this game than i thought i was going to be and so it is now sort of on my short list of things to watch for, but it, it will depend on what uh, it sort of launches alongside because it is sort of a packed schedule. Hmm. Let me see if I can recall when this comes out. It's not in this guy's video. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Ooh. Exactly. May 16th yeah, is when it comes out. To come out. Not a good time at all. Uh, it seems like maybe the week after <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. So yeah. if I were them, I would delay this. Um, Probably not a good idea. because they need more time, but because uh, they need to not release right after Zelda. So this is going to be this year's uh, Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway worth checking out if you have any interest uh, of like third person sort of combat um, focused open world games um tell me about this house of the gun dead arcade cabinet i love enter the gungeon it's a game i've never beaten um but i love to die i've pl- i've uh, purchased it on a number of uh platforms they're owned, or I guess the their publishing house or whatever is Devolver, who's known for doing crazy stuff. And as like a April Fool's Day joke, uh, a couple of years ago, they were like, "Hey, we're making a an arcade cabinet," and then they actually did it. So they are releasing House of the Gun Dead, a real life arcade cabinet. It's coming to like I think eight different arcades. You can buy one, and I think it's like maybe six thousand dollars or something. Uh, so probably not a lot of people are going to buy one of these, but, uh, it's cool. It's a, it's a little gun con game. So like, it's one of those ones where you, it's like a time crisis where you have a little gun controller and you shoot at the screen and it tells it like, you know, progresses the story a little bit in the gun into the gungeon universe. And, uh, yeah, they announced it this week and it's, I don't know when it's shipping to those, uh, uh arcades but i would assume this is something you're going to see at cons like uh when you go to pax you'll probably see uh an enter the or house of the gungeon cabinet somewhere where you can play uh it seems cool though what do you i i assume you're watching the trailer for it right now what is how does this look yeah i mean i definitely have fond memories of like going to the movie theater and before going to the movie uh, or like waiting for them to start seating, I would like play Time Crisis yeah. on an arcade cabinet there, and that was very fun. And this does look like that, but obviously in the uh, Enter the Gungeon universe. But that- I have never played uh, Enter the Gungeon. Oh, really? Oh man, yeah. such a good game. Uh, I'm all about this. I like it. I arcades aren't really a thing anymore. They were for a while. I feel like they were coming back, and the barcade was a big deal, but. Yeah, I think COVID kind of squashed that, but who knows? They might make another resurgence, and uh, I would. They're love still it to- out there. They just don't have. They're not as big as they used to be. Yeah, I would. I would love to play this at some point. Who knows if I ever will? But this and there was that Killer Queen. Did you ever play Killer Queen? No, I know Killer Queen Black came to Stadia at one yeah. point, and that was sort of a big deal for Stadia people. Because it was the first time you could ever play it not in arcade cabinet. But for a while, you could only play Killer Queen at basically at like conventions where they brought the cabinet or at select arcades where they purchased the cabinet. Um, but similarly, this will be hard to play for a while. I mean, who knows if this will ever come out for consoles? I don't. It might be able to come out on like, I don't know. You would need an, like uh, a VR thing. Maybe? Yeah, it could be a VR thing. Actually, actually, it'd be perfect for VR. 
But uh, that's something I wanted to mention. And then we already talked about the Steam sales thing. And then this is a weird little thing that I don't know if I'm going to play, but uh, Super Meat Boy, people love Super Meat Boy. And they announced a spinoff this week out of nowhere that is uh, kind of a match four game. But it's like it's got some weird mechanics on it that I don't really understand, even while as I'm watching the gameplay. Um, but if you like Super Meat Boy, there's now a new way to engage with that universe. There is uh, this weird match four game that seems to have crazy mechanics that I've not seen in a match four game before. There's like enemies on the board, and sometimes there's saws, and I think you're trying to match four every time, but maybe you're trying to do different things every time. There's like uh, I don't know. I don't really understand it, but uh, it exists. Huh. Yeah, this is like an old school style of match four game that we used to see a lot on like older consoles and like handhelds and stuff. But As a I child, like- I owned the game Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, uh, yeah? which is an Americanization of, I think, Poyo Pop Fever. My brother was very into it, um, but that's really the only like... Uh, is it kind of is it for you to call it a tetris like i think you would call it a dr mario like i saw a crazy thing on twitter today or earlier this week um i think south by southwest is going on right now or was going on this week and uh some old film critic wrote a review of the Tetris movie that's coming oh, out. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Do yeah. you actually? Uh, where he was like, You'll, you might find this crazy, but I'd never heard of Tetris before. <laughs> I and do find that crazy. It and was I find insane it even to me. more crazy that you were the one that wrote the review for something that you've never even heard of before. Insane. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what that guy, he probably just writes for like a local uh, Austin newspaper or something, and he's been there forever. I thought that was for like one of the uh somewhat bigger outlets i thought uh, like after his name there was like a ktr u or something like a a call sign maybe i'm wrong really i didn't there, there investigate it super. i don't i don't yeah but um well should we do our feature or should we get into games out this week uh let's let's do games out this week real quick and then we'll jump into our feature so First up, the game that I think I've seen the most people playing and talking about is Diablo 4. There's a closed beta that's uh, available this weekend as we're recording this. There will be an open beta this coming weekend uh, as this episode is going up. So you got kind of two chances to jump in there and try it out. Um, the closed beta is only for people who have pre-ordered the game. So I guess you get if you are really into it and you want to jump in, you can you get two shots at a, a beta, but um, people seem to be into it the, I know like uh, even Jason Schreier was like, this seems good. Like the story seems good. The music is good. And he seemed to be into it. Have you played a Diablo I, before? I have played Diablo likes. I haven't played an actual Diablo. Well, Diablo immortal kind of doesn't count, but um, I like, I played the torchlight games, oh, torchlight yeah, yeah. one and two. Uh, and those are basically Diablo, but they were built for um, Xbox 360 back in the day as like a console version. And then, of course, the Diablo game started coming out on console. So it's like, well, now we don't need this. But um, but yeah, so uh, Diablo Immortal was served a little bit as like proof of concept to me of like what the game could be like and whether or not I could enjoy it. Of course, like the end game of that ended up being like pretty terrible <laughs> and like very monetization heavy. So yeah. I like bounced off of that pretty quickly. Um, but it made me sort of a little bit looking to see what like the reception for Diablo 4 would be like as something I might want to jump into. Because um, I, I can enjoy that style of game. Uh, based on like obviously having played the Torchlight games, which are basically just Diablo clones with mm-hmm. a different skin on it. But um, so yeah, I I think if this comes out and people are like, um, it's not bad, it's not Diablo <laughs> Immortal. Don't worry about it. Then I will totally be receptive to this game. Also, my question was, 
Will it come to Game Pass? Just given that, mm. you know, Microsoft's trying to buy Activision yeah. Blizzard. I looked it up and they said no, but obviously that was, you know, maybe disconnected to the idea that Microsoft might soon own Blizzard. So I guess that will be the big question. Like, I, I have to think, regardless, this will eventually be on Game Pass. Maybe not day one, but maybe eventually. Um, then the other, heard the of other this. game, Vernal Edge. Yeah, I've not heard of this. So this is a, a Metroidvania that just came out this last week, and it seems kind of interesting. It's got like a, a unique art style where, like, most of the time, obviously, it's side-scrolling, platforming, combat stuff. But then, like, I think you travel between zones, and it's like you're in like an airship flying around, and it looks very much like something from the PS One generation. Mm. but it's like i think it is around 15 bucks and uh it was made by like a single developer and it seems cool like the reviews i saw seem mostly positive for it so i do like the art style yeah so if you like metroidvanias and you're always sort of on the lookout for new metroidvanias the way i am i would say have a look at this one i have not pick this up or tried it yet but it's something i have uh been following a little bit since i first heard about it which was just this last week i was like wait what is this game it's a metroidvania where did this come from i do really like the look of it actually i'm watching the trailer right now yeah it looks pretty solid i have to say so worth a look uh the other thing that is out uh or that happened this weekend as we're recording this is the exo primal open beta has happened and this game is very how do you describe this it's like edf it is well it's made in the re engine so i'm a little bit surprised by that but it does look pretty good um i played some of it last night because you it's an open beta and so i just downloaded it on xbox and played for a couple hours and it sort of blends Overwatch with Left 4 Dead, but like interesting. Um, That's an interesting of, comparison. Instead of zombies, it's like dinosaurs. Um, and because there are so many on your screen at any given time, it almost feels like a Muso style, like Dynasty Warriors mm-hmm. game. Um, and you have these exosuits that you're using that they basically are like Iron Man suits, the way they sort of envelop you, <laughs> like they kind of open up and you jump like into Anthem them. And then they, yeah, so they they actually kind of look like the suits from Anthem or or even something like Warframe. They, they look a lot like those style exosuits. But the mode that's available during this beta is sort of like a gambit from destiny 2 where it's like pvevp and you have like um you're sort of racing against another team to complete objectives and like after you complete an objective like the voiceover will come on and be like you're completing objectives faster or maybe it's really? slower than the other team i didn't realize and that so- it was uh you were competing against another team yeah and so the this is just like one game mode. I think there will probably be like a story mode as well. And there might be some other um, game modes as well. But like for now uh, with the open beta, this is the one that they have. And I like two thirds of this mode (laughs) because like the first two thirds of it is basically just that gambit style. Let's go complete objectives and try to do it faster than the other team. And you're sort of like overwatch style. You have, your dps characters you have your tank characters and you have your support characters and within those sort of um different uh types of uh, exosuits that you can have you have multiple different choices there so you can try them each out and you're sort of leveling them up and getting unlocks for each of them which i confuses me a little bit because you don't seem to be able to equip any of the things you unlock like there's no inventory screen except like outside of the the game mode that you're in so like when you go back to the menu the only option you have is to match make for another match do you think it's because it's in the beta and eventually that'll unlock i think maybe that's the case i do think that there will eventually be like some sort of uh like inventory um 
loadout type of a thing mm-hmm. that you can go into hopefully but um but yeah the the classes i all i played all seemed fun and enjoyable and like doing the sort of gambit style uh, objective completion was also fun i just didn't like the last third of it because it basically becomes this like you're in sort of a big set piece and it they're like i think two different ways it can sort of go down you're either supposed to like collect these like data keys that like appear around the map but like and it's like first to 100 wins but you're also sort of fighting off big like waves of dinosaurs that are coming after you and you're fighting the other team so that's where it becomes like literal pvp and not like pvevp and in my experience it sounds very much like gambit now that you're describing it well so the way gambit works can you invade the other side when you get you can there is a mechanic where you like basically lasso a t-rex and you send it to the other side and you control the t-rex and you're just attacking them but that's sep- like a separate thing to this final uh, wave, the like the last third of the game. Because uh, in Gambit, when you get to the end, uh, the last sort of portion of Gambit is a race to take down a big boss enemy, mm-hmm. and then like you can, it's possible to like go through a portal and have one of your teammates invade the other team and try to take them out. And as you do that, if you get a kill, it like restores some of the health of the boss. And they can, of course, do that to you as well. This, it's like if there were, instead of a boss you had to fight, you just had to collect stuff, but you're in the same space as the uh, the entire other team. And so it almost starts feeling a little bit like Team Deathmatch, which I don't love, (laughs) but also there's like a bunch of dinosaurs that you're dealing with. And it just kind of starts feeling very chaotic, Mm. uh, such that I can't follow it very well. And also it almost feels like the first two thirds of the game when you're doing where where you're just doing the PVE stuff and you're completing objectives, that's where it's like Overwatch. Okay, we need to have, you know, a balanced team with support classes and tanks and DPS characters and we need to work together. And, you know, I can sort of serve as the healer and heal my teammates, but also dish out some damage as well. Um, But then you get to that last phase and it's like, well, why am I going to play a healer? Because my team's all over the place yeah. trying to collect these things. And I got enemies shooting at me that I'm not going to be able to 1v1. So I might as well just swap to a DPS character. And there's no point in any of the team mechanics mm. anymore. So I don't know. I don't love that. Maybe I need to just play more of it and try to understand the mode a little bit better. But there's another uh, way that that final phase can play out as well, where instead of collecting data keys, I think you're like you pick up a hammer and you charge up the hammer, I think by like taking out the dinosaurs and then you have to like take out these two um, towers, I think of some sort by using the hammer. And then you end up in this like final arena where you're both teams are sort of facing off against each other, trying to do that. And again, that one also becomes very, very chaotic. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm curious to see what the other modes will be like once the game actually comes out. I'm also curious to see if they will do another beta for this to like just show off some of the other modes. But it's coming to Game Pass, so I, like what I will probably try it out a little bit when it comes out as well. Um, and maybe I'll even play a little bit more of the beta this weekend just to see if I can maybe understand it or just like try out some of the other classes. But um, so far. I'm wishing it was more like Gambit than it actually is because I actually really like Gambit and Destiny. And so if it were more like the last wave was like trying to take out a giant boss or like maybe multiple smaller bosses um, before the other team and you had like an invade mechanic, um, I think that would be more fun to me than this like sort of chaotic, mm-hmm. like you're in an arena and everybody's yeah. fighting each other, but also there are dinosaurs swarming you all the time. <laughs> and I also don't understand it because it seems like in the one where you're collecting data keys, like the 
the amount that we have versus the amount the other team has fluctuates super rapidly and i don't understand what's happening <laughs> like i think you can when you like you collect keys it doesn't seem like you have to drop them off anywhere it seems like maybe you just hold on to them but you can die and if you die you drop some and they can pick them up but like how many do i drop how many are they picking up like i've seen like rapid swings of momentum hmm. in this game mode where like we'll be leading like 80 keys to like 20 and it will in an instant like flip on its head and they will end up winning uh and i have no clue what's happening or why it <laughs> happened that way i don't know i need to watch like a guide of like somebody explaining how this thing works because it doesn't make any sense to me but um i i don't now that i think about it i don't think i won a single match last night um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, I don't know, it was still fun. Like, I liked the classes and I liked the combat style. And I liked fighting the uh, NPC enemies. It's just that last mode that just turns into chaos and I lose track of everything and don't know what's happening. And then I lose the match and it's like, well, that doesn't feel good. But <laughs> but yeah, I, again, I'm curious to see more from the full game. Maybe this is just a mode I don't enjoy and I will end up not playing it once the full game comes out and there'll be other stuff I play, but... Um, I would love like a, just a full on PVE thing for like. That's that what you I could thought play, it was. I didn't realize there was this whole other element where you were competing with another team. Yeah, like I said, it might just be this one game mode, but I, I don't know for sure. But uh, it's definitely interesting. I would say um, it's an open beta, so give it a shot and see how you feel about it. And uh, of course, it is coming to Game Pass as well if you're curious. So um worth checking out but yeah that's my initial early impressions on this game it is coming out in july so we've got a little bit of time they could definitely do another beta between now and then so so yeah zach it's time for a feature let's do the feature we have uh devised what we're calling our desert island top fives uh, this is a situation we talked about what this entails before we started recording, but this is a situation where we would be trapped on a desert island, but we are not just in a hut. We are in a nice house. We have food and water and a place to sleep. We have every console, uh, slash a computer, but we don't have access to the internet. We're basically going to be stranded in this house for, you know, between six months to a year. And we have to pick five games each that we are going to entertain ourselves with on this desert island. Yeah, and no internet is significant because that cuts out a big portion of games. Yeah. Like anything that requires an internet connection or is like an online game uh, are do not qualify for our list. So we have so, each gotten... I, I not really have these in a, any sort of order, I don't think. Um, but do you want to do your yeah, first I game? Didn't, I didn't really order mine either, but we can start... Uh, I did like type them out and then put them in a numbered list so I couldn't start with my number five. Um, my number five is Chrono Trigger. Ooh. Because I have never played all the way through this game. And I feel like if I were stuck on a deserted island and I only could play games, I would might, I might actually be able to make it all the way through it. And it's like a classic that everybody loves. And I feel like I should definitely uh do that at some point and this would be a great opportunity um have you ever played chrono trigger no i haven't but i've also heard very good things i love the look of it and obviously there are so many games that come out these days that are very clearly inspired by it uh, obviously sea of stars is coming up yeah. is one that is very heavily inspired there was that chained echoes game as yeah. well which is another one um so I like the look of it. I definitely want to play all the way through it. So uh, what is your number five? My number five is Mario Odyssey. Uh, that is a good pick. I did think about putting that on my list. I love this game. And I had a, a recent, like I played all the way through it and I did like the moon levels and whatnot. And then I watched my girlfriend play through it. And then uh, she kind of put it down for a while after she beat it. And she didn't do any of the like extra moon levels, like moonstone levels or whatever. And we picked it back up and played those again together. And I was like, man, I can't get enough of this game. I could play this forever. Um, 
And so that is my number five is Mario Odyssey. So I'll have a switch that, with me. That really is the the strategy. Like you either pick a game that's like super long or you pick something that's endlessly replayable. Yeah. And I feel like uh, Mario Odyssey is a good one. That's a little bit of both. It's it's not crazy long, but it is super replayable. A lot of moons to get also if you want to try to hunt. I've, ne- I've never gotten close to 100 percenting it, but yeah. Um, what's your number four? A uh, similar vein to my last pick is Earthbound, Ooh. another game that I have never played all the way through. I've played a good amount of it, enough to know that I like it and I'm really into it, but I have never played the full game. And it's another beloved classic Super NES era RPG. And again, if I were stranded on a desert island and I could only take five games with me, I would have plenty of time. Yeah to sit around and get all the way through this game. And I feel like it would be a great way to pass the time. For sure. What's your number four? I wonder if this is on your list. Uh, It's a game that I have started multiple times, but I have actually never completed, and there's been a ton of extra content for it. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about Stardew Valley. Oh, it is not on my list, but that is a good choice. That's another one that's like super long if you want it to be and also endlessly replayable. That guy, Concerned Ape, has continued to add content to it. And now there's like a whole other island you can get to. There's like a post-game thing where I think you can get to a tropical island and start a whole new farm with a whole new like crops and things and like storylines and stuff. He's just like he's never stopped working on this and... I don't remember. I think the last time I played it was like the big 1.5 update or whatever when they added a ton of stuff. But again, I really only ever get to winter. So I've gotten to the second summer a couple of times, but for whatever reason, I fall off. Uh, but uh, that's was, basically how I play it, too. I get to about winter and usually that's where I fall off. But I would love to. I mean, I think that every year has like scripted events that happen. And I yeah. want to I would love to dig deeper than I've ever deep, uh, dug before. Um, what's your number three? Now, my number three is another game that I, it's weird because I have played Persona 5. I'm talking about Persona 5 Royal, though, which ha- is oh. even longer and has more content. And I never actually did finish Persona 5. And I've always meant to go back and play Persona 5 Royal. It came out recently on a bunch of other things. Um, and Switchy. obvious it's it's so crazy long yeah it's on the switch now um or you could play it on steam deck but it is insanely long and it would be a great way to fill a lot of time while stranded on a desert island for sure um yeah i this is a game that i have always meant to go back and play and then they added an even longer version <laughs> in persona 5 royal uh, I played all the way through Persona 5 Strikers, which is like the sort of Muso spinoff that I actually really liked. Um, but I have not gone back to this yet, so I would pack this if I were being deserted on an island. Uh, tell me about your number three. Similar to Stardew Valley, this is a game that I've never completed but has constantly had work being done on it. And this is Satisfactory. Mm. We did a video on this uh, forever ago on our YouTube channel where I was showing off uh, a factory that I had been creating with my friends. But since then, that was probably the last time I played. Since then, there have been like three or four major content updates. Like they've added insane new things like fluid dynamics and pipes and uh, like train things that are new and just all these crazy, crazy things. And they're still adding to it. But... This is a game that basically where you create your the whole point is to ship things back to society or whatever. So like you drop down on this planet, you don't really have anything you're building. Your first major goal is to create a space elevator. And once you create that space elevator, that's where the rest of your goals are going to go. Like you collect things to put into the space elevator and ship it up to, you know, low or low orbit and, um, you're doing that. I've never completed the game because, again, it, it, there's it's kind of moving goalposts. They keep adding technology uh, levels or whatever. Um, but if I had a bunch of time, it's still something I think about all the time, like how I would optimize optimize a factory, especially with all these new toys. Um, I could really get in and just sink hours. The first time I ever played Satisfactory, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but 
we all were like, it was like a Saturday night and we were like, what should we do? Let's download this game Satisfactory. We downloaded it and we played it for seven hours straight. Uh, <laughs> it was like 4 a.m. when we finished and we were like, man, this is crazy. Uh, so I think I could definitely dump a bunch of time into this game. Yeah. Um, hit me with that number two. I wonder if this is on your list. We're running out of possibilities, but my number two is Skyrim. I had it on my list for a little bit of time, but then I took it off because I wanted to put Mario Odyssey on. Yeah, so I've played this game through multiple times, and I own it on, I think, every console I've ever owned, basically, <laughs> and PC. And for some reason, it just doesn't get old. Like, it, it is not looking as good as it used to, and I'm sure it's it doesn't feel as smooth to play as it once did if you go back to it, but, like... I don't know something something about it. I love the world. I love the story, the different storylines that you're playing through, the different quest lines. Um, I've pl- like I said, I've played it through a bunch of times, and it never seems to get old. To Have me. you played all and the I, DLCs, like the the Ultimate Edition that comes with like the Vampire DLC and stuff? I've played through some of it. I haven't played through all of it, which again, if I were stranded on a desert island, I would give me all the excuse in the world to yeah. finally get all the way through the DLC. Um, but it's just, it's another one of those games that to me is endlessly replayable yeah. because you could always take a, an entirely different approach to like leveling your character. And I don't know. I, I absolutely love Skyrim. It is definitely one of my top five games of all time. Hoping that Starfield when it comes out will maybe be exactly like yeah. that, but set in space. So, uh, that's why I'm hyped for that game. But yeah, if I were stranded on a desert island today and Starfield were not out yet and I had to pick <laughs> a game, I guess it would be Skyrim. Uh, what's your number two? We talked about it earlier. Enter the Gungeon. Ah, yeah. I wondered if this would be on your list after you uh, brought up that news story. Uh, a game that I have never 100%ed. Like every character has uh, a storyline. And like after you do the main dungeon you do like their personal level that's like uh has like a crazy twist uh and then afterward you like they the whole point of that game is you're trying to shoot kill your past because like something terrible has happened in your past so you're all trying to get this gun that like loops around backwards and you can use it to kill like a past event or whatever so you basically at the end of every uh run if you get to the end of every run you can uh like go back to this person's past and try to solve it or whatever and each of those levels is very cool i've only seen a couple of them but i've never killed the past of any character in that game and there's also a number of unlocks that i don't have like uh a number of guns i've never seen but also a number of characters that i have never unlocked because it takes a while um so i would i would actually spend some time and hopefully be able to unlock at least a couple endings in this before i was rescued from the desert island Mm-hmm. Um, but this would be one, this is really, I mean, maybe Mario Odyssey is one where, you know, you can have like fast paced gameplay, but Stardew Valley and Satisfactory, you're kind of just chilling out all the time. So if I really wanted to like sweat for a second, I could pop in, enter the gungeon and have some like, uh, I, I considered putting like doom on my list just for something to like shoot around in. But I think enter the gungeon will scratch that itch. Um, hit me with your number one. Uh, my number one, and you probably saw this coming, is the Mass Effect Legendary yeah. Edition. Because it's three games in one, and it's the entire trilogy, and with all the DLC, and it's probably my favorite game series ever. Um, and recently, uh, we I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. We might have talked about it uh, before we started recording uh, a week or two ago. Um, I handed down my PS4 to my brother who did not have a console at the time. And the last time he had a console was the 360. And like, we were both huge fans of Mass Effect. It's uh, both of our probably favorite games uh, of all time. And so, uh, just to watch him be able to start a new, a fresh playthrough of that with the Legendary Edition was very fun. And so it's, it has been a little bit uh, top of mind over the last week or so. And so I guess that makes sense as to why it would be on my list. But uh, yeah, three games in one. They got a lot of time to kill on a desert island. And you could do probably multiple runs of the entire trilogy in that time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and you could play it different ways. You could go Paragon, you could go Renegade. 
Um, love Mass Effect, love getting into sort of the lore of it and uh, talking to all the different people and doing all the side stuff and just a, a great franchise, I would say. What's your number one? Well, talking about infinitely replayable things, my number one is Minecraft. Ah. Another game similar to, it's like a theme with both of us. Uh, Most of our games on our list are things we have not beaten. And I've never killed the Ender Dragon before. Um, But, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily play it to beat it. I think I would just play it to chill out and, you know, create a little house and whatnot. Yeah. but yeah, I mean, it can be very relaxing and also a big time sink. Like if I have a thing in mind, the way I usually play Minecraft is I'll go into it with a like, what do I want to create this time? Do I want, maybe I want to create like a, an underwater base. Uh, like I spent a bunch of time years ago uh, building a big base underwater with like a glass ceiling that looked very cool. Or like maybe I want to build a mountain roost or something. Uh, and once I have that goal in mind, it is a game where you sort of have to give yourself your own goals. But uh, I, I think I could spend a bunch of time playing Minecraft on a desert island before I was ultimately saved. I, You know, I'm realizing I only picked RPGs <laughs> and I should have switched it up just for variety's sake. Uh, and one of the things as you're talking about Minecraft that I definitely thought about probably should have been on my list somewhere and maybe my list would be completely different if we did this like a week or two or a month or a year from now but i should have put no man's sky on oh here. yeah i know i know it does have like online connectivity and stuff but you can play it offline in fact i think the switch version doesn't even have the online stuff at all mm. so um but that's a game that's also endlessly replayable and you can just spend an infinite amount of time just exploring the universe and like building like to your heart's content everywhere and another great game but i went with stuff that i either haven't played very much of or haven't played all the way through or something that i know i love for sure but uh yeah that's our list if you're uh uh wanting to you can go ahead and send in your list to our email we do have an email yeah, at cafe at gmail.com on that note do you want to hit me with your parting wisdom? Or wait, we do have what we're playing watching. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about two things quickly. The Last of Us finale happened. The first season was pretty good, actually. Not a lot of low points. Um, they did they did a weird thing, though, where they revealed like why Ellie is immune to mushroom or, you know, f- fungus or whatever. Mm hmm. Which is that her her mom, who they got to play, the original Ellie plays her mom in the show, which is a cool nod. But basically, her mom is pregnant with her and going into labor and then gets bit by uh, a zombie. And then as that's happening, gives birth. And uh, the, one of the main characters, Marlene, sees this happen and has to, like, you know, deal with it or whatever. But it's weird to have that knowledge uh i feel like it was better when this is my only gripe with the show i feel like it was better when you didn't know why she was immune that's why they had to like you know cut her open at the end to figure out whereas now that they know i don't know why they aren't just like why spend all of the time to treacherously treacherously trek across america to get this person to a doctor when they know the process they can I mean, it's. Well, I thought getting to the the doctor was more about like, is there a way to maybe like use a sample of her blood to create something to give immunity to other people, like create some sort of vaccine of some sort? But I, maybe that's not the case. I mean, even if it was the case, they know how it's done. I guess part of it is that maybe they didn't know she was immune until she got bit and didn't turn. They just thought like, oh, she was lucky. But once you have that, once you have that knowledge, which Marlene has that knowledge that if uh, a pregnant mother gets bit at a certain time and then gives birth, that character, that uh, baby's going to be immune. That's like, a, I think, a better way to solve the problem than like spending all this time trekking across America and maybe getting killed a bunch of times. I don't know. Um, I think it maybe is better if it's a mystery, similar to like how we were talking about last week, the Joker, how the Joker is better without an orig- origin story. Like if you mm-hmm. just never know where he came from, uh, I think yeah. it's it's a better it's a better mechanic to have it be 
you don't know why Ellie's immune and that's why they have to perform the surgery to figure it out as opposed to, oh, she was in this circumstance, which is easily recreatable, but we're just going to do it on her. Um, is it easily recreatable? So like if you have a, a pregnant woman, you're like, all right, let's get a zombie. Yeah. Uh, now, mom, you are going to die. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but R. it P. will P. be you. better for your child. <laughs> well, this is also this is a world where there's a, a bunch of fascist governments in charge that are just like holding these DMZ zones or whatever. Uh, or no, they're not called DMZs. What are they called? QZs, the quarantine zone. Mm. Um. But I mean, like a lot of uh, the games are just going to these like QZs where the military is in charge and they're just like, this is how it goes. We're trying to survive. So I could totally see the military being like, this is a solution. Let's like uh, get a bunch of criminals or whatever. I don't know. It is. It's terrible to think about, but it's also like if this is a solution. How you that's repopulate gonna, the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to save the world, this is maybe what has to happen, but. The other yeah. thing I wanted to talk about. I, I could see that being like an interesting sort of thought provoking. Well, how do you save humanity and ensure like humanity has a future? Well, we have to do this horrible yeah. thing that will lead to a lot of deaths, but it will make it so our future children are immune to this thing that has wiped out the rest of us. I wanted to talk about one more thing. I and mean, maybe it's something you have seen. Have you ever seen the movie So Close? I don't think so. I watched it in high school back in the day but i actually this was during one of our like classic high school parties where we would go out to taco bell and then go to blockbuster not to date myself and rent a uh a movie from the international section solely based on its cover and so we rented this in high school but this was one where it was already like 1 a.m when we started the movie and i fell asleep and didn't see the second half of it but it popped up on amazon prime and uh, I was like, man, I really want to like know what happens at the end of this movie. And it's good. It's We've talked about this in the podcast before, but there is a prime time in Hong Kong cinema that was like right at the turn of the, like right at like the year 2000, slightly afterward, where like it's very action-y. Everyone has Palm Pilots for some reason. Everyone's wearing those like yellow glasses and uh, it's just like very cool and funny and like excellently paced. And <laughs> this is a great movie that has a great ending that I won't spoil, but I'm glad that I went back to it and finally got to watch the finale. Um, but if you have Amazon Prime and you're looking for just like a good action movie that's from the 90s, that is also very funny at times. Uh, I don't think it's trying to be funny though. Uh, definitely check out So Close, available on Amazon Prime. I will definitely add that to my watch list and try to get around Very to it. Very good. This definitely seems like something I would enjoy. An excellent kind of movie, I have to say. Have you been watching or playing anything? Uh, I mean, I've played more uh, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Not a whole lot. I didn't play a ton this week. I did play a little bit more of that. And obviously, last night I jumped into that Exo Primal yeah. beta. But that's been about it. Um but yeah, I think I might try to watch this movie. It's very good, I have to say. Um, but on that note, I think it is time for my parting wisdom. And it's actually going to be wisdom I got from you, Zach. Oh. Before we started recording, I said that I had tried uh, scrambled eggs with hot sauce for the first time. And you were like, that's great. But what you should actually do, or what you should do in addition to that, is a little bit of uh, put a little bit of garlic powder on there. And that sounds like a great idea that I'm going to try. And Franks. You add garlic powder and Franks and then sprinkle some uh, shredded uh, cheddar on it. Ooh. And it's very, very good. Well, you heard it here first, folks. You got to mix up your scrambled eggs. Yeah, it could be scrambled eggs. Could be... Um, what's the other way to prepare eggs? Easy. Over easy. Over hard. However you like it. That's going to be a good compliment for sure. And on that note... Go ahead and follow us at Starside Cafe on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, leave us a review, our podcast, and check out our website, starsidecafe.com, where all of this stuff goes up. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>